0: And Welcome to another episode of Pump the Brakes. I'm the host, Eric Evans. Um, you can please follow us on Twitter at underscore Pump the Breaks. Like the Facebook page, subscribe, rate, review, do all those fun things. I'm going to emphasize that many, many, many times. Um, today's episode has been a little delayed due to some technical difficulties, so I'm redoing this open. As we've already discussed some of the NBA free agency talks, which you will hear shortly. Um, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. The Nets have seeked trade options for Kyrie Irving. They are the biggest failure in sports. And honestly, it might not even be close. And we are going to include the Mailbag Monday At the end of this podcast. So let's get to it. All right. First, obviously, the biggest news in the sports world is that Kevin Durant has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Um, This is what everybody is saying is going to shake up the entire NBA. And I could not disagree more. It is going to shake up the NBA for two teams. Brooklyn, which we already know. And whatever team Kevin Durant goes to. That's it. But before we get into the possibilities of where Durant will wind up, I want to talk about how this is the biggest failure in professional sports. When Brooklyn assembled this team, Kevin Durant trading for James Harden, getting Kyrie Irving, We had this team crowned for four of the next five championships, and rightfully so, as they should have been the favorites for however long this team stuck together. You know, that's three of the top 10, 15 best players in the NBA. Like, who possibly was going to stop that, and who was going to beat them in a seven-game series? To beat that team four out of seven times is damn near impossible. And the little bit of time that they played together, all 16 games, they went 13 and 3. So it did technically work, but the expectations that we had for this roster and that team, it is a colossal, colossal fail. So we know they played 16 games together. Most of that was because Harden was injured, Durant was injured. Kyrie's vaccination status they just never hit the floor together so when you only play you know 16 games together it's hard to get chemistry this that the other I get all that but when you're sitting there and one of your big three is not playing because of the vaccination status like whether you agree with him or not which I think you know most of us as different as Kyrie is I think most people agree with his stance on the vaccination. And if you don't, whatever, that's not what this topic is about. The point is, if you're making tens of millions of dollars and I specifically requested to build this team around us and you're only there half of the time, that can be very, very frustrating. I totally understand that. And if that's one of the reasons why Durant wants out or away from Kyrie, like, I I get it. I might not necessarily 100% agree with it, or I think this situation could be handled entirely differently, but there's a justification there that I understand. Now, Harden was obviously fed up, and he requested a trade in the middle of the season, and he got his wish. And then... Durant and Kyrie get swept by the Celtics. And this has just been a total failure. Now, I do have a couple questions about the Durant requesting a trade. First, if he just doesn't want to play with Kyrie, just make them trade Kyrie. Like, how big of a rebuild does this have to be? Because the compensation you would get for Kyrie Irving... It's going to be good. So it's not like Kevin Durant is going to play with draft picks. Like, if you're trading Kyrie Irving, you're going to get a stud in return. Um, would he have requested this trade if Golden State didn't win the title? Because from a lot of stuff on social media, it seems like KD and Kyrie are boys. Like, I don't think there's friction between the two personally but again like if you're just pissed off that the guy you want to go to war with isn't isn't allowed to play you know I I just wonder if if Golden State doesn't win and there's not this oh well KD left left this championship team to go fail in Brooklyn you know I feel like Durant mentally might let that get to him And that might cause him to just one out and restart this, you know, whatever goes on in these athletes' heads. I don't have a clue. Now, the big question is, where's he going to go? And what are you going to get for him? So the Vegas favorites are the Phoenix Suns, which he listed as one of a few destinations that he would like to play. Um, Phoenix, Miami being the two most notable. Um... There are reports that Brooklyn has said if Devin Booker isn't in the deal, we're not doing it. Well, Brooklyn, while that is what you're supposed to say, you know that's not how the NBA works. Unfortunately, if a superstar wants out, they will tell you where they want to go and you will lose all of your leverage and you will just get fluff. Back in return as stupid as that is that is the way that this league works and i hate it because whatever trade brooklyn receives for arguably a top five player in the history of the game it's not going to be enough it is going to brooklyn is going to lose this deal a hundred percent and we are going to say how bad this trade is Probably until Kevin Durant retires. That's just how it is. I like Mikael Bridges. I like DeAndre Ayton. I am not okay with accepting those two and however many draft picks and pick swaps and this, that, the other for Kevin Durant. It's just a bad deal. But again, that's how the NBA works. Um, There are people saying Toronto... But again, when I'm watching these damn TV shows and I'm seeing these trade proposals and the Raptors are involved and they're not giving up Siakam, they're not giving up Van Vliet, it's Scotty Barnes Plus Plus Plus, which again, rookie of the year, he had a great year. I'm not accepting Scotty Barnes and pick swaps for Kevin Durant. It's horrible. Honestly, if I'm Phoenix, I would trade Devin Booker for Kevin Durant in a minute. Sold. Done. But they don't have to. They can say, hey, here's DeAndre Ayton and a couple pick swaps. You can't get better, so take it or leave it. And that's most likely what's going to happen. Durant did mention the Heat. But again, I'm seeing packages of Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. Like, you got to be shitting me. So as much as I feel for Brooklyn, you know, when, when you get these types of players together, especially in this league, as great as the reward potentially is in winning a championship, there's also this catastrophe that can happen two years later. Um, I did also want to hit on a couple of the trades that happened. Um Malcolm Brogdon to Boston for basically nothing. I love that move for the Celtics. I think that makes them some of the favorites in the East. And even reading that he's probably gonna be the, the sixth man behind Marcus Smart, which I'm not entirely sure about that now. I you know, I'm not fully locked into NBA rotations and fits, admittedly. Um, But, you know, I I watch enough basketball to where I can talk about it on a podcast. Um, I really love that move for the Celtics. Um, Rudy Gobert going from the Jazz to the Timberwolves. This one was a little confusing for me as... I feel like him and Carl Anthony Towns on the floor together might not be the best fit. But again, like I know Cat can play on the perimeter and he's more than just like what Gobert is. But I feel like they might just clog each other. But then, you know, there's times when in playoff series you got to take Gobert off the floor. So maybe it's just some insurance. And what they gave up for Gobert was a lot for a guy that is really a defensive force. Um, But it will be very interesting to see how they gel together. And again, I'm one of the guys that say if you can, like, go get a star, like, you just do it, and you worry about the consequences later. And that is exactly how I feel about the Hawks acquiring DeJounte Murray for Gallinari and a couple picks and a couple pick swaps. Um, no, I don't think the Hawks are elite contenders now with that. But again, you know, I'm not going to let a 2025 and a 2027 first round pick stop me from getting an all star in DeJounte Murray. Now, again, I'm not entirely sure if the fit with him and Trey Young are going to be perfect, but you think two All-Stars like that, you just should be able to figure it out, and there's no doubt that, no, are the Hawks going to win the East? Probably not. But did they get better? Yes. Did they get significantly better? Yeah, they did. And that's just a move that you have to make, and you deal with the consequences In three, four, five years when these picks come to fruition. Especially for a team like the Hawks. Who's not going to get any of the marquee free agents. Nobody's ever going to sign in Atlanta. So these are the deals that you have to do to try and stay competitive. Alright, it's time for Mailbag Monday. And we're just going to dive right in. Let's get to it. Mailbag Monday. It's time to clear the air. From Blake, a.k.a. Ham, a.k.a. Golf Guru. Will you admit Bryce Harper is overrated? No, you fucking idiot. Bryce Harper is not overrated. I don't know why you guys think that this guy is still overrated. So he just came off an MVP season last year where he led the league. Not the National League, the Major Leagues. 42 doubles. 615 slugging percentage. OPS over 1,000. Like, these are not fluky numbers. These are... This dude was the best player in his league. And I only say that because Otani was better. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, the first thing say, Oh, well... We don't pay $330 million for a dude that can't knock in 100 RBI. 100 That's not his fault. You don't get to just pick and choose when people are on third base. You know, there was a time last year where he had like 15 solo home runs in a row. Like, that's not his fault. Oh, but the contract. He gets paid so much money. The dude's the 19th, and I use quotes, highest paid baseball player. People that get paid more money than Bryce Harper. Giancarlo Stanton. George Springer, who's a very good baseball player. But he's not Bryce Harper. David Price. Miguel Cabrera. Corey Seager. Also, really, really good baseball player. But having not a great start into Texas. Steven Strasburg. Anthony Rendon. He's the third highest paid baseball player. That's insane. He's been... Bad for two years now. So no. You can hate him all you want. When you bet the Phillies and he doesn't get a hit. Fine. But the dude is not overrated. And he's one of the five best hitters in baseball. This next... (laughs) This next question is from Kevin. Who went bonkers. (laughs) On the Mailbag Monday page. If Nick Saban went to Vandy... Would he turn the program around? Yes, 100%. It wouldn't happen in a year. But when Nick Saban recruits, he says, hey, look at all the pros I got in the first round. Do you want to be one? Come here. It's not that hard. He would absolutely turn any program around. This question I found on Twitter from Hunter Renfro. And no, he did not at me. But I thought it was hilarious given the holiday. Question for y'all. Usain Bolt versus Joey Chestnut, 100-meter dash. But both have to eat a hot dog and finish before they start running. Who wins? I thought this was hilarious. And it took me a while to actually process it. Like the average time... I believe for Usain Bolt to run like the hundred meters is probably between like nine and eleven seconds. Joey Chestnut's gonna eat that hot dog in three. Usain Bolt, like, how how long does it take the average person to eat a hot dog? If you're rushing, I would say fifteen seconds. So can Joey Chestnut run a hundred meters in you know eighteen seconds? I'm going to say no, absolutely not, and Usain Bolt probably boat races him, but I thought that was freaking hilarious, and I don't know why Hunter Renfro decided to ask that question on Twitter, but I thought it was awesome. This is another question from Kevin. Would you do a pickleback or a lunchbox? And. This might be the easiest question I've ever had. It's a pickleback because those lunchboxes you do are horrible. They are the most foul thing I have ever drank. Probably in my entire life. They are so bad. I would never, ever have another lunchbox in my entire life. This is a question from Matt that I actually got a couple weeks ago that I just found. And his question are, what are the chances the Braves do not make the postseason? I say those chances are very slim to none. I think this is still a very, very good baseball team. Um, I know they're flirting with that wild card spot right now. Um, They're probably not going to catch the Mets. But this is a team that, you know, over the last couple seasons they have shown If they're in the hunt, they will go out and make the necessary moves to stay competitive and, you know, ultimately win a World Series, which they did last year. Um, So I would say, yes, the Braves are going to make the playoffs, and the chances that they don't are 15%. This question is from Kevin again, and he asks, Blonde or Brunette? And... I'm going to tread very lightly here and say, if you know me, the answer is obviously Brunette. This question is from Mr. Munn. Will Carson Wentz ever be healthy enough again to be a run-of-the-mill NFL quarterback and lead his team to a 9-8 season? And the answer is yes, obviously. He just fucking did that. You trolls. Stop. Stop. With the Wentz and the Harper stuff. Stop. <laughs> Please. The next question is from Bill. What are your thoughts on the Freddie Freeman slash agent debacle? Well, I've read multiple things from multiple different sources. Um, so I would prefer to hold off on thoughts until everything comes out, you know, correctly, but from the initial report where it was reported that, um, Casey Close, who is, was Freeman's, uh, agent withheld his final offer from Atlanta. That's a extreme crock of shit. And I can't fathom an agent actually doing that to try and navigate you to a different team um especially given the history of freeman and the braves um braves gm alex anthopolis has come out and said that that's not exactly how it went down and that um all offers were on the table and there are some rumors going around that anthopolis like preferred Matt Olsen and wanted to do that deal and not re-sign Freddie Um, so there's still so much unclarity but if if my agent withheld an offer from me from a place that I've called home for a decade that's Bush League and he should have absolutely been fired this question is from Ross what's the favorite destination that you've ever visited and that's pretty simple. It, it was easily Paris. That was one of the best four or five days that I've experienced. Um, that was my first time being out of the country. And man, there's a lot, a lot of differences in a lot of different other places than what we're used to here. And a lot of people. Americans especially were so down on going to France because of you know the history between the two countries which I get and all we heard the whole time is how the French hate Americans and this that the other but that couldn't have been further from the truth the people over there were as nice as can be Um, the the views were awesome obviously the Eiffel Tower you know there was just so much to do. The food is excellent. All of the wine is dirt cheap. Um, not as good as Italy's, but, you know. Paris was probably one of the best weeks of my life. And, and I definitely want to go back. It was. I highly recommend, if you're ever out of the country and you're out in Europe, you have to do Paris. No doubt about it. That's going to do it for this episode of Pump the Brakes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, all of that good stuff. We appreciate all of the feedback that we've been getting. Um, it's really been awesome. And uh, we will chat next week. Peace out.